This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host Snigdha and today I have with me Ayushan Basant and a very special guest who I feel very strange calling a guest. Why? Is it Mick Jagger? Because it's... <laughs> it is... The prodigal son has returned, as uh, Parikshit put it very yeah. correctly. It's Gaurav Sarkar from Midday oh. joining us. Oh, it's Gaurav. I thought it's Mick Jagger the way you were saying it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I love seeing you back, but I thought it's Mick Jagger. Hi, Snigda. Hi, Gaurav. Hello. How's it going? Uh, much better since uh, there's no real winter in Bombay at this time of the year. But uh, you guys look <laughs> like you're all freezing. <laughs> मुंबई में बारिश के अलावा कुछ मतलब कोई मौसम होता है बारिश अभी भी होती है ऐसे इधर उधर आई मीन सम पार्ट्स ऑफ बॉम्बे स्टिल एक्सपीरियंसिंग रेन बट द रियल रेन चेक हैज बीन टेकन बाय द गवर्नमेंट इफ यू गेट माय ड्रिफ्ट सो वी विल मूव ऑन टू दैट सून ऑलराइट लेट्स बिगिन विद द मोस्ट बिजार न्यूज़ स्टोरीज दैट वी रीड दिस वीक आयुष आई थिंक the fact that gautam gambhir was eating jalebis instead of <laughs> attending the pollution meetings was bizarre enough and sad also but yeah. besides that an offshoot of that was also bizarre was uh, that uh, after the day after that in delhi the posters came up saying you know the parliamentarian missing and with pictures of gambhir <laughs> saying that last seen eating jalebis in indore i that i think that was very clever yeah. bizarre and yes, also the right kind of bizarre not you know wife uh, running away with the servant type of bizarre oh. that <laughs> the, <laughs> Is that your scale of bizarre? I mean, are you sure? Since you read American bizarre stories, that's what I think of. And this mm-hmm. time also, I've got another one. Oh, from America. Look forward. Because, you know, Trump is my favorite. <laughs> But it's not <laughs> about Trump anymore. Bharat में ऐसा कुछ कम होता है क्या मुझे लगता है? क्या? जैसे bizarre new type का Bharat में कम होता है या खबरें छपती नहीं हैं? होता तो बहुत है. होता है अभी पिछले हफ्ते मैंने पढ़ा था दो टू काउस वो मैरिड मेढक का तलाक मेढक का तलाक हाँ हमारा मध्य प्रदेश में कराया गया था हाँ काउस गेटिंग मैरिड फ्रॉक्स गेटिंग डिवोर्स दिस आर लाइक सो यू नो वे सो यूज्ड टू दिस काइंड ऑफ स्टोरीज गौतम गंभीर वाले में गौतम गंभीर का कल का ट्वीट नहीं देखा उन्होंने लिखा था वाटर या जलेबी इतना विवाद होने के बावजूद जलेबी अभी वो आया हुआ ना रिपोर्ट आई हुई है कि दिल्ली का जो दिल्ली में जो पानी है काफी खराब है अच्छा तो उन्होंने ट्वीट कर दिया वाटर या जलेबी और प्रश्नवाचक चिन्ह लगा दिया इम्पीचमेंट and while they were recording the show on the live interview there was this flatulent noise apparently okay all right and then everybody's like who did it who did it <laughs> they, they they said who did it who did like, it okay. later after the interview okay. i think uh, the host was like i'm really sorry about this but i have to ask if this was you or someone in the studio <laughs> and he's like it was not me <laughs> yeah no. and uh, so it yeah, was a, it was, was a fart audit yeah and he Testified that it was not him. Yeah, so the mm. the hashtag fart gate was trending apparently. So I think that's 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 rather more that's sadder than being impeached, right? <laughs> Farting on news and being caught. And then and saying, "Oh no, yeah, no, it no, wasn't no, me." No, not me. <laughs> anyway, before we get on with this podcast, I want to tell all the new listeners about News Laundry. We are a hundred percent ad-free news platform, and we need your support to stay afloat. So please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. 
and listeners if you're listening to this podcast on any other platform like spotify stitcher or even castbox remember we have a website and it goes www.newsroundy.com where you can go and check out the other cool stuff that we do moving on to stories that were important stories that were in news and should have made news uh gorav tell us what is going on right now what's happening in maharashtra it's been uh, almost a month since the results were declared and there still seems to be no end to this political drama mm-hmm. so um where do we start okay let's 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 look at this from a from a pre poll point of view okay mm-hmm. uh, i i know you guys were covering haryana up close but uh, this in some way the similarities between haryana and maharashtra elections this time was uncanny okay hmm. so if you're looking at the pre poll structure the bjp and sena have had a 30 year alliance in the state yeah and uh, they they contested the elections together as well yeah but this impasse that has been reached between the bjp and the sena is mainly because of the cm because of the cm hmm. candidate yeah the the sena says that the pre poll alliance dictated that we had we had negotiated terms and that there'll be a seat sharing for the chief minister hmm. but uh, the bjp says there was nothing like this on the cards uh, that led to the first real impasse because the bjp has 105 seats in the 288 member assembly right and uh, it, it is it is the single largest party right and uh, with the sena coalition that would that would look like a strong government that maharashtra has had in the last 30 years hmm. um however this just seemed to get from bad to worse you know and uh, we journalists all of us uh, we were trying to we were trying to know what is what really is going on behind all these closed door meetings that are hmm. happening regularly uh, you know yeah. there are reports coming out citing sources but no and and a couple of reports contradict each other so you don't really know right. what's going on yeah. anyway cutting a long story short huh. um the governor first the governor of maharashtra first asked the single largest party which is bjp to stake claim huh. and the bjp said that they did not want to it then went to the sena the very next day saying that why don't you stake claim to the government and the sena asked for some more time but it did not have letters of support from hmm. the ncp or the congress yeah so then on the third day the governor has once again rushed in to go ask ncp to, to form the government but hmm. the ncp has once again asked for more time which led to the straight imposition of president rule yeah. in maharashtra hmm. which seems like it's going to be the state for the next 60 days wow really yeah so unless someone so in the in the last in the last 2 3 days at least there have been a lot of talks between the ncp and the congress right. who are pre poll allies in maharashtra yeah. uh, in fact i think yes, it was yesterday when uh, sharad pawar came down to delhi to speak to sonia yeah, gandhi yeah to sonia gandhi yes uh, but he sort of stalemated that meeting as well which is what uh, if you go to see politically that seems to be the strategy of the ncp to uh, because because the longer the bjp doesn't form a government the weaker it looks right and the longer there is no government the stronger a party the ncp looks mm-hmm. uh, you know the ncp uh, got got 54 seats just two less than the sena which got 56 in yeah, the assembly election right well. now mm-hmm. and uh, they seem to want to juice it to to a to a very high level where they can negotiate a common minimum program between the sena congress and sena if that mm-hmm. if that goes on to form the government mm mm-hmm. Uh, Gaurav, considering the fact that you know Congress Party, you can say it's it 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 is at its weakest right now, right? Now, what does it mean? What does this alliance mean? With, you know, aligning with an ideological rival. What does it mean for the Congress Party? So, see the the main point, the main factor has always been that the Congress will dilute its secular political nature, which is its 
national nature hmm. it will dilute that by siding with someone like the sena which is considered which is considered to be a which is considered to be hindutva hmm. so that is the main factor which is why the congress would not want uh, would, would would be wary of a sena ally hmm. however last week there was a very interesting piece written by shrinivasan jain uh, in ndtv hmm. where he speaks about that one phone call that was made by sharad pawar to sonia gandhi hmm. uh, and it was that one phone call which sort of completely changed the equation because gandhi and the congress were reportedly very close to siding with the sena you know because they knew that the ncp would do that anyway mm. they and the ncp are allies uh, they the congress would like to bring back its image in maharashtra that way yeah. but then pawar once again has reportedly stepped in made a call to sonia gandhi just hours after she got off the phone with uddhav mm. and uh, has said that you know maybe it's too early we've not even formed a common minimum program yet mm. so that sort of stalled it once again Uh, as i said before the longer the bjp uh, stays out of power it makes the ncp and its allies look stronger in maharashtra right uh if this coalition works out gorav how long do you think it'll last i mean you mean this three way coalition the sena yeah, congress ncp yeah. um so it's never happened before huh. uh, from from what i know these three parties have never gone on to form the government alone hmm. but uh, will it be as stable and concrete as a pro pro hindutva two parties coming together mm. which have been together for the last mm. 30 years maybe not but you know at this point we really shouldn't forget that the bjp and sena have not really been uh, chaddi buddies you know in maharashtra right. they yeah. were given an opportunity they've always been going for each other's throats right yeah. that has been uh, like like for example the samna till date writes some really harsh stuff about That's the bjp true. especially yeah. in the post poll alliance yeah today also um, it said some pretty harsh things so maybe it won't be a stable government but it's better than no government which which huh. is which is which is what we're experiencing right now yeah. and uh, i mean i think it was a personally as a citizen leaving like my uh, I, i mean not really speaking as a journalist but as a citizen you see that you see how how the governor which belongs to the bjp simply rushed in so that president's rule could be imposed yeah, in the state exactly uh, that seems that seems a little unfair huh. and i don't know if you guys are up to speed with this but a very weird thing happened on sunday which was balsaheb thakre's uh, death anniversary so there's a memorial that happened there's a memorial that happens at shivaji park every year okay and ncp leaders come congress leaders right. come uh, obviously sena it's held by the sena etc etc and padnavis comes there every year but this time when he came there on a sunday afternoon when he was leaving he got heckled by the sena workers and the sena workers were like hum log ka cm aayega sena ka cm aayega as as padnavis was leaving so i mean that 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 made headlines uh, all over the bombay papers at least So it shows that this is getting a bit rough, you know. It's been we we we've been without a government for a while, right. and uh, there there doesn't seem a near end to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gaurav, what what is I mean this lack of government in Maharashtra for almost a month? What's the mood uh, on the ground? What are people thinking about this? What are their views? Well, I would say that it's 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 a very intricate case. You know, you need a very up close understanding of three way politics in the state as well as of numbers to understand how this really works, and. Uh, I don't think the common man is very well versed with the number game you know that these three can form these two can form they they don't really care about the phone call Sharad Pawar makes to Sonia Gandhi they don't want to step one step ahead of the ball so i mean it's just an impasse everyone's like i mean it doesn't really affect my local cigarette seller or the guy who's selling me groceries or the guy who's selling me vada pav it doesn't really affect them what it does affect are the farmers in rural maharashtra you know what it does affect is the loan waiver that's been promised to them hmm. what it does affect is the reservation seats that were promised promised to certain sections in the state that and regarding which i think the sena staged a walkout yesterday in the in the in the rajya sabha if hmm. i'm not wrong 
but um, it seems to be hitting the farmers way worse yes. than it seems to be hitting people in the cities like bombay pune Gora, what about uh, all the Muslim voters who voted for NCP and Congress? Like, do you think there's a sense of betrayal that they are feeling? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know if they feel betrayed. You know, I mean, hmm. uh, you don't really feel betrayed if some other party wins the election, even though you've cast a vote for a particular party. Hmm. But it, uh, the the people's mandate was. for the bjp and the sena to form the government that mm-hmm. was the people's mandate mm-hmm. and the very first day sharad pawar had said also you know that we will respect the people's mandate ncp will sit in the opposition mm-hmm. um but it seems that the ball is rolling too fast in maharashtra mm-hmm. uh, there are there are hourly updates about what is going on about know, what, yeah. what could be the possible outcomes mm-hmm. uh, so i don't think that the voters feel betrayed i think they feel that i think there's a sense of optimism as much as i as much as you would it it seems tough to believe but there's a sense of optimism ki jo hoga acha hi hoga in general hmm, hmm. uh given the fact what what suddenly seems to be more in focus uh is the is the is the contest for mayor in the bmc uh-huh. uh which is which is like the country's biggest cash yeah. crop and yeah. on november 24th is the mayor is the mayor election huh. and that is where the stena seems to be nailing it because Yesterday was the last day to file nomination for the uh, post of mayor, huh. and Sena was the only party that filed filed a nomination on the name of Kishori Pedneker. So she is touted to be the next Mumbai mayor. Congress did not have the numbers; needed needed an NCP, needed a BJP. So none of them right. filed, and Kishori Pedneker of the Sena was the first mm-hmm. one to file it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been tracking that closely with uh, with them today. Yeah. Right. And Gora, what about uh, I've been hearing? I mean, not hearing, reading news about uh, how Sharad Pawar uh, is very keen on having Uddhav Thackeray as the chief minister. Hmm. Well, um, Sharad Pawar is a Maratha strongman, you know, hmm. and uh, nothing nothing builds a nothing builds a vote bank. Like a consolidated Maratha vote in Maharashtra, mm. which has not been seen because it's been fractured mm. between the NCP and the MNS and the Sena. Mm. So it's always been a very fractured Maratha vote that way. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he wants Uddhav Thackeray as a CM or not. But yesterday, when he walked out of the press, uh, when he walked out of the meeting with Sonia Gandhi, mm. when one of the reporters told him that uh, Uddhav Ji ne to kaha hai ki unke paas 170 MLA ka support hai. Mm. So Sharad Pawar just went like quote unquote, "Acha." Like I mean that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, that. That's all the read you can get on the guy. Right. Yeah, Sahib. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? Okay, maybe maybe we could. Uh, if if you just want to add this, there is this. Uh, everyone had written off Sharad Pawar before the election. You know, everyone had written off the NCP and the BJP were like Sharad Pawar who, and then this man goes ahead. The 79-year-old man goes ahead and he's drenched in the rain in Satara before the election and oh. he delivers that speech. Yeah. And he beats. from that seat the ncp beats shivaji's direct bloodline descendant so this is a complete rise of the opposition ncp that we are seeing in maharashtra right now from being a no one to completely being king maker in a way where you're dictating terms hmm. so it just goes to show that the the, the resurgence of the ncp has a really really strong opposition in maharashtra hmm. and it also goes to show that you really can't uh, write off someone because they're old you know you can't write off sharad pawar because he's 79 years old hmm. the man's just gone ahead and beaten uh, shivaji's direct descendant yeah. in satara Right. And uh, it's 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 just a very picturesque image that will remain with Maharashtra voters for years to come. You know, a 79-year-old man again, who the ED is chasing after, yeah. and he's changed that ED game. He's made it into a polit. He's used it for himself, you know, as armor. Hmm. And he's just he's just he's the one calling the shots in Maharashtra right now. Right. Also, Gaurav, what about uh, Shiv Sena loyalists? What are they? What's the mood like amongst them? 
so it was a it was a it, it was a great result for the sena you know uh-huh. uh, with with its 56 seats it was much more than last time and uh, i guess that is what dictates that is that is from where the sena's power comes you know to tell the bjp ki hum logo at least 2.5 saal ke liye ek cm de do that is where its power comes from hmm i don't think the sena anticipated that the bjp would completely drop out of the alliance hmm. uh, i i did not see that coming i thought that these two bicker all the time pre poll post poll but they go on to form the government you know uh i guess the mood among sena loyalists would be that chief minister hamara hi aana chahiye that is mm. that is what i firmly believe that the sena really want their chief minister because some of the leaders have been saying that you know this has been Bal- bala saheb thakre's dream mm. to uh, uh, to have a sena chief minister yeah. and let's not forget that uh, this was the first time that a thakre himself came down onto the ground and contested an yeah. election I was covering Aditya Thakre at Worli hmm. which is from where he was contesting and uh, he won over he won by over 60000 votes there uh, I think this 56 seats that the Sena has got has given it a lot of power to negotiate with all three parties the NCP BJP and the Congress uh, but I also think and I don't know I I really think that it should choose its battles you know uh, because it because when the over eager Sena went to the governor and the governor approached them sorry and told them that form, form go ahead and hmm. form the government they did not have the letters of support from yeah. the ncp or the congress you know which led to the governor then rushing to uh, uh, sharad pawar saying that why don't you form the government huh. so maybe the sena should have been a bit more uh, should have should have been a Prepared. bit more should have should have probably broadened the horizon while looking at it seeing huh. that okay maybe this is a bjp tactic to imp- to impose president's rule in the state right so please don't count your chickens before they hatch huh. that's that's how the saying goes i think that's the one liner we take away that- from this full <laughs> drama yeah but- <laughs> All right Gaurav before you go uh what was you, you recently traveled to Ayodhya where you also bumped into Ayush uh-huh. and you guys had a great time Ayush by the Sarayu river Ayush is a regular Ayush yeah. is a regular Ayush So Ayodhya. what were your takeaways What were your takeaways from Ayodhya Gaurav Um so in one word i would say it's shanti i, I think like <laughs> it was it was it was peaceful out it wasn't it wasn't uh, there was nothing in the air there was at least on that day there was nothing in the air you know the the day the judgment was delivered hmm. um however one funny thing that i did happen to see is i had to send a couple of inputs back for my story very late in the evening the same day i was leaving from ayodhya to go back hmm. and i had to go report from muslim neighborhood to get some muslim inputs from there hmm. uh, from the community because it was eid on sunday which hmm. was the first sunday after the result was de- after the verdict was declared hmm. and what i did see was that these lanes were barricaded there was heavy deployment of police over there when i spoke to the people they said yeah you know we've been told by our molana leaders uh, the higher ups in faizabad and all not to do a on street celebration so we've just been celebrating with the family hmm. and uh, yeah we accept the decision etc etc but then when i left their neighborhood is when me and my rickshaw fellow started getting questioned by the cops we got pulled over they checked my identification okay. they checked my rick fellow's identification huh. they started telling him ki uh, kahi pe bhi kisi ko bhi leke ja rahe ho so i found that a little off because yeah. we roamed all of ayodhya at least like 90% of which are hindu pockets you know huh. which is most of ayodhya there was really no problem there right. but this was this was this was something that really Strange. threw me off mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it was it was a little strange hmm. 
I think the strangest part of the whole Ayodhya experience, Gaurav, was that you got pulled over and harassed by cops almost on a regular basis, on really? an hourly basis really? uh, in Ayodhya. Because even when he was coming, he was being harassed. When he was going, he was harassed. And I wasn't stopped even once. <laughs> no one stopped me at any point saying, where are you going? And I was and so surprised how that happened. And this is after your haircut, happened. Gaurav. Yeah, you this know. is after your haircut. Yeah, and this was after my haircut. Like, yeah. I had short hair. I wasn't even looking like a hippie or anything. <laughs> So I think that's the key to peace in Ayodhya. Everyone should just keep uh, short hair. <laughs> so the next hundred years will be fine. Bonding with all the sages in Ayodhya as well. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We could see in his reports. Yeah, I missed him. <laughs> Alright, Gaurav, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Okay, now coming to electoral bonds, Ayush. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been talking about them. Yeah. What's going on? Can you tell us? So there was a report uh, in News Laundry Hindi in Huffington Post hmm. and some other outlets as well, vernacular, yes. by Nitin Sethi, a journalist who was, I think, was last with Business Standard, mm-hmm. that uh, if we were to summarize it in one line, that the government of India, and this was reported through the documents of the government of India, uh, when it was uh, passing the amendment to the RBI Act, and introducing this instrument called the electoral bond, steamrolled over objections, rather very strong objections, Mm. by the Reserve Bank of India itself. And actually, uh, the way it was done, a very questionable method was used to pass these amendments. Mm. Now, what is this amendment about is, of course, what this should be the topic of discussion, which is Mm. electoral bonds, which are fundamentally an instrument that allows funding money transfer between a donor to a political party without right. revealing the identity of a donor exactly so the electoral bonds uh, the amendments to the rbi act was passed to this thing called the finance bill mm. in 2017 mm. and it came into being you can say ratified in march 2018 yeah. which is 20 months ago right. in between these 20 months mm. from march 2018 to october 2019 at least 6,100 crore rupees of electoral bond has been bought and sold oh to political parties. <laughs> uh, what we know so far is that overwhelmingly majority of these funds have been sold to the Bharatiya Janata Party. About now, 95%. Yeah, now 6,000 crore rupees in 20 months is 300 crores every month and almost 10 crore every day. So for the last 20 months, almost every day, 10 crore rupees have been channeled almost all of it to the Bharatiya Janta Party. Right. And now that party is in power. So that makes the report even more relevant hmm. as to why the party in power, hmm. you know, uh, actually did not consider objections by an independent institution, uh, which is supposedly handles the central banking in this country or used to when th- these amendments were being introduced. So that is the whole point of this report. So Ayush, tell us what are the major criticisms of the electoral bonds and why were they introduced in the first place? Well, they were introduced... They said it was to stop... Uh, yeah. it, uh, to tackle black money, basically, ah, right? Tackle black money to yeah. introduce transparency, apparently. Exactly. But that's, that's just the opposite of what's happening. That's opposite of what's yeah. happening, is what we've been reporting. See, we don't... Th- no one can nail it mm. that why electoral bonds were introduced. Mm. But of course, based on the reports like these, the, which Nitin has done, and now he has, we've published two parts of it, mm. we can, you know, actually g- at least uh, claw at what they are trying to get at. And 
you can say that not only has it not led to transparency mm-hmm. electoral bonds but they've actually made it more opaque exactly because look they are bearer bonds mm-hmm. even the political parties speaking purely in technical terms mm-hmm. do not know who's giving them this yeah. money mm-hmm. because once they are channeled through the state bank of india the, only the mm-hmm. bank has bank the records knows. Okay, they right? have uh, kyc yeah. and all of that exactly so yeah. they are completely anonymous mm-hmm. but of course this is as i said technical right. if i'm a political party i can very well just meet another corporate house on a monday mm-hmm. morning and i tell him you yeah. put this much money and i'll get it right. and this is purely you know uh, informal yeah and nobody will ever f- come to know ever come to know yeah. so to isme paradarshita kaise thi matlab kis sarkar ne kaha ki hum paradarshita layenge is isme to sirf bank hi jaan raha hai ki kaun paisa de raha hai wohi jo jo report mein nitin ne dikhaya hai ki jab सेंट्रल बैंक ने क्वेश्चन किया कि दिस विल इरोड दो द होल पर्पस ऑफ करेंसी एंड पीपल माइट लूज फेथ इन द करेंसी तो द ऑब्जेक्शन द काउंटर दैट द गवर्नमेंट गेव वॉज वन पैराग्राफ लॉन्ग एंड इट डिड नॉट गिव अ डिटेल रिस्पॉन्स और अ रिबर्टल सेंग कि दिस इज हाउ दिस इज हाउ इट विल बिकम मोर ट्रांसपेरेंट वो हुआ ही नहीं है सो देर इज नो रीजन दैट इवन दे हैव गिवन वेन इट वॉज इंट्रोड्यूस्ड इन द पार्लियामेंट थ्रू द फाइनेंस बिल इट वॉज इंट्रोड्यूस इज द लास्ट मोमेंट सो दे वॉज हार्डली एनी डिबेट ऑन इट एंड इफ यू रीड मेघनाथ स्पीच फ्रॉम द टाइम वन ऑफ द एम पी एस ऑब्जेक्टेड सेंग यू आर फोर्सिंग दिस अपॉन द सिटीजन ऑफ इंडिया एंड अरुण जेटली सेड येस वी आर दिस इज इन रिटर्न इन द पार्लियामेंट्री रिकॉर्ड ही सेड येस वी आर फोर्सिंग इट सो to be very honest they have not defended this really? as such at least not in detail they haven't shown the reason of how this is supposed to be transparent to isme ye bhi lagta hai ki jo baki dal hai unhe bhi fayda ho raha hai tabhi to bjp ko zyada fayda hai nahi to lok sabha mein to bjp bahumat mein thi tab rajya sabha mein to bahumat mein nahi thi fir bhi pass kara liya gaya ji wohi maine jo story kiya hai aaj congress pe that is the point that congress yesterday called a press conference after the story came out saying you know that this is a fraud and they should make to bring out the names of the people who's, who've donated so much money but congress us press conference mein they told me mm. that 500 crore of the total 6000 crore almost 8 9% of it mm. has gone to the congress mm. and congress would itself would not reveal these names but why why they didn't give any reason for not revealing yeah, this yeah they did not they just said ki we asked the government hmm. to reveal the name not the bjp we don't want parties oh, so if you are not asking bjp you cannot ask congress right if they are try to get they could have actually uh, exactly, said it and exactly, set up president exactly. right and if they wanted to be more technical yeah. and sophisticated about it their best defense is that it's a bearer bond and that you do not know the non mm-hmm. uh, identity of who's issuing mm-hmm. a bearer bond so even the congress doesn't know but as yeah. i said that's technicality yeah. anyone who's good at politics as congress is since 130 years now yeah. knows that these things yeah. don't work in technical terms so that's the issue yeah only not only the bjp is benefiting from this right so basically you can go read this story on newslaundry.com it's called congress party with 500 crores in electoral bonds opposes electoral bonds mm. which is actually the story in itself right nitin city ki story isko electoral bond ko lekar jo publish ho rahi hai prakashit ho rahi hai news laundry hindi pe prakashit ho rahi hai jiska do do story aa chuki hai ek hai arun jetli ke budget bhashan se do din pehle rbi ne इलेक्टोरल बॉन्ड का विरोध किया था दूसरा है इलेक्टोरल बॉन्ड पर चुनाव आयोग के विरोध को झूठ पर झूठ बोलकर दबाया गया अभी जब रिकॉर्डिंग चल रही है उस वक्त दो स्टोरी पब्लिश हो चुकी है बाकी अगली स्टोरी 20 तारीख और 21 तारीख को प्रकाशित हो जाएगी आप न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हिंदी पे पढ़ सकते हैं 
कमिंग टू स्टोरी मेड न्यूज एट ऑल बसंत जे एन यू में क्या हो रहा है जे एन यू के लड़के मौज करने के लिए प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे हैं <laughs> ऐसा मैं ऐसा नहीं कह रहा है किसने सुधीर चौधरी ने कहा है सुनिए पैसे में आपको एक कप चाय मिलती है उतने पैसे में ये छात्र एक महीने हॉस्टल में रहते हैं जेएनयू जैसी जगह पर राजनीति करते हैं अलग अलग पार्टियों से टिकट लेते हैं लोकसभा के चुनाव लड़ते हैं टीवी पर आते हैं स्टारडम लेते हैं और मजा करते हैं तो लास्ट थ्री ऑफ थिंग्स इवन ही डज राइट वो भी टीवी पर आता है वो भी मजा करता है तो सुधीर चौधरी साहब अपने प्राइम टाइम में प्राइम टाइम शो में कह रहे हैं कि जो छात्र हैं वो जेएनयू में जो प्रोटेस्ट चल रहा है पिछले लगभग पंद्रह बीस दिनों से पंद्रह बीस दिनों से छात्र प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे हैं और कल अठारह तारीख को संसद मार्च करना था जब लोकसभा का शीतकालीन सत्र शुरू हुआ उसी दिन तो कल प्रोटेस्ट पे हम आएंगे लेकिन सुधीर चौधरी साहब बाकी मीडिया ज्यादातर मीडिया जिस तरीके से इसको कवर कर रहा है उस पर हम कर लें सुधीर चौधरी ने अपने शो में सलग चलाया शिक्षण संस्थान को धर्मशाला बनाने पर क्यों तुले छात्र दिल्ली की सड़कों को किसने हाईजैक किया हाईजैक राजनीति चमकाने के लिए हॉस्टल का इस्तेमाल ठीक कल जब छात्र प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे थे तो अंजनाम कश्यप जो हल्ला बोल कार्यक्रम में उन्होंने सलग चलाया छात्र आंदोलन या लेफ्ट वर्सेस राइट किस चीज की आजादी चाहिए आजादी को कोट अनकोट विरोध के नाम पर सियासत काम पे पहले जैसे अंजरना कश्यप ने कहा है कि छात्र आंदोलन या लेफ्ट वर्सेट राइट कल जब छात्रों का प्रोटेस्ट जन जेएनयू गेट से शुरू हुआ उन लोगों ने वेरीगेट तोड़ दिया दो दो वेरीगेटर तोड़ा फिर कम से कम हजार पुलिस थी वहाँ मौजूद उन हजार पुलिसकर्मियों को चकमा दे छात्र संसद भवन के लिए निकल गए और उसके बाद जोरबाग मेट्रो स्टेशन पहुंच जाए वहाँ उन पर लाठीचार्ज हुआ तमाम चीज़ें हुई वहाँ रास्ते में मुझे कई छात्र मिले जब वो लोग जा रहे थे तो मैं भी उनके साथ पैदल था तो वहाँ पे एक अयोध्या का छात्र मिला शायद दीपक वर्मा उसका नाम था उसने उससे मैंने पूछा कि आप क्यों प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे हैं पैदल पैदल आप चल रहे हैं उसने कहा मैं किसी छात्र संगठन से जुड़ा हुआ नहीं हूँ और ना ही मेरी राजनीतिक रुचि है कोई मतलब विचारधारा है लेकिन मैं राजनीति में नहीं आना चाहता लेकिन मैं बी से पढ़ा और उसके बाद पढ़ने के पैसे संभावना कम थी जेएनयू में पता चला कि वहाँ कम पैसे में पढ़ाई की जा सकती है तो मैं यहाँ आया और अगर फीस वृद्धि लागू होने के बाद मैं नहीं पढ़ पाऊँगा क्योंकि मेरे फादर के पास इतनी क्षमता नहीं है लेकिन सुधीर चौधरी कह रहे हैं कि दस रुपये के चाय तमाम जो इस पूरे आंदोलन को भटकाने वाले जो भटकाना चाहते हैं वो उसी मुद्दे पर अटके हुए हैं कि दस रुपये हॉस्टल फी लगता था महीने का अब वो ढाई डेढ़ सौ तीन सौ हुआ था जिसको बाद में प्रोटेस्ट के बाद डेढ़ सौ कर दिया गया लेकिन बाकी और कई मसले हैं वन ऑफ दी अदर थिंग्स दैट स्टूडेंट्स वर नॉट हैप्पी अबाउट वाज द ड्रेस कोड दैट गर्ल्स आर सपोज टू फॉलो वेन दे गो टू द कैंटीन टू हैव दर फूड दोनों के लिए गर्ल्स नहीं है बॉयज के लिए भी है I think the last place on earth where you can enforce a dress code is in JNU. Yeah. I mean because not because they are kids are Nein, different वैसे, but you are, they are you are taught to be independent exactly. and free thinking and all that. वैसे जामिया में ये है कि आप हाफ हाफ पैंट पहन के मेज पे खाना खाने नहीं जा सकते हैं. रोक दिया जाता है. तो लेकिन हम बात कर रहे थे कि जो तमाम मीडिया वो दस रुपये पे अटका हुआ है जो जेएनयू मेज का जो सिक्योरिटी फीस ली जाती थी पचपन सौ रुपये थी जिसे बढ़ा के बारह हजार किया गया था पचपन सौ से बारह हजार जब छात्रों ने विरोध किया तो उसको कम कर दिया गया फिर पचपन सौ पे लाया गया आप बताइए सीधे लगभग दो गुना पचपन सौ से बारह हजार 
दो गुना से भी ज्यादा इससे पहले जो हॉस्टल का साफ सफाई का जो चार्ज होता था छात्रों से नहीं लिया जाता था अब उनसे सत्रह सौ रुपए लिए जाएंगे इसको नहीं हटाया गया है और बाकी तमाम जो फीस वृद्धि है ड्रेस कोड है तमाम चीजें वो लागू है और द प्रिंट की एक रिपोर्ट है कि अगर जो सरकार ने फीस वृद्धि की है अगर वो लागू हो जाता है तो जे में पढ़ना और रहना के तमाम केंद्रीय विश्वविद्यालयों से महंगा हो जाएगा जिस यूनिवर्सिटी को हम लोग सबसे सस्ता और होल पॉइंट ऑफ इट्स एग्जिस्टेंस इज फॉर पीपल हुफोर्ड प्रॉपर एजुकेशन स्टडी तो फीस वृद्धि होने के बाद वो कैसे इसमें पढ़ पाएंगे तो यही है पूरा अभी विरोध प्रदर्शन जारी है उनका ये सुधीर चौधरी ने काफी कुछ कहा जे के बारे में ही कॉल्ड जे जन विरोधी नारेबाजी यूनिवर्सिटी उन्होंने कहा कि क्या जे उन्होंने कहा कि क्या जे में जे जाने में वीजा लगेगा क्या जे में तीन सौ सत्तर लागू है क्योंकि कुछ जो जे तब जी है रिपब्लिक है उनके कॉरेस्पॉन्डेंट का वहाँ काफी विरोध हो रहा है कल भी हो रहा था जी तो वही मैं पढ़ रही थी कि जी न्यूज ने लिखा है ऐसा सेक्शन 144 फोर्टी फोर इम्पोज न्यू बाई जे पार्लियामेंट मार्च बिगिनस of JNU students union these students rammed up the barricading of the police they also showed the posters against the nationalism of JNU's Jesus Christ JNU <laughs> students JNU students also used objectionable words against JNU's in parliament march but to hamare samne bhi hua tha the the thing between JNU and JNU students is very personal because i remember when the last time the crisis had precipitated in the campus mm-hmm. one of the the uh, employees of z news had quit and he written a long letter saying why i have quit and he said you know your uh, bias would be putting in my exactly. you know yeah. you are actually yeah. going and targeting full right. on right. plus those video huh. impositions the moft videos so this is not just one channel trying to uh, show students in bad light but this is sort of almost seems like avenging the sins of the past वैसे किसी जर्नलिस्ट का इस तरीके से घेर के विरोध करना करने को जायज नहीं ठहराया जा सकता लेकिन जिस तरीके से सुधीर चौधरी अपने इंटरव्यू में कह रहे हैं कि वहां पढ़ते हैं मौज करते हैं संसद बनते हैं टीवी पे आते हैं यूजिंग एंड सेइंग लाइक छात्र वहां पे जाके बस राजनीति करते व्हाट डू यू मीन व्हाट इज रॉन्ग विद बीइंग पॉलिटिकली कॉन्शियस एज अ स्टूडेंट या I mean what do you even mean like should you they it seems like they really want to dumb down yeah these students you I know I think also the fact is what is problematic is he says all these things on TV mm. but his reporters on the ground have to bear the brunt exactly because they mm. are, I, I'm not I'm sure they don't get a yeah. lot of call editorial call right. how much call does a reporter mm. in Z News get a call mm. when it comes to deciding the script of सुधीर चौधरी शो आई एम श्योर इट इज नॉट मच बट दैट डजेंट कम आउट ऑन द ग्राउंड बिकॉजरडे वी सॉ हाउ दीज जे न्यूज स्टूडेंट्स वर एक्चुअली गोइंग आफ्टर द रिपोर्टर्स नो आई सुदर्शन आई सॉ जी हमारे सामने जी के साथ भी वो और रास्ते में चलते हुए हम बोल रहे तो जब हम रास्ते में चल रहे थे हम बच्चों से कह रहे थे कि आप मतलब बताइए क्यों प्रोटेस्ट में हम मीडिया से हैं 
तो वो लोग सीधे पूछे थे आप जी से तो नहीं है या रिपब्लिक से तो नहीं है तो काफी नाराजगी है और नाराजगी की वजह भी है कि आप इस तरीके से प्रोपेगेंडा कर रहे हैं स्टूडेंट्स and oh my god i came i arrived later yesterday and i arrived later and they were actually still heckling her everything and she at one point there's a video of this i didn't oh. see it as they were heckling her oh. she just <laughs> marched towards them took off her jacket and said you'll do, you'll talk to us like that you'll talk to us like that all of them just fell like you know really? <laughs> it's like it's a thunderstorm and the crops <laughs> fell and the trees fell they just went back and she was just wow. like 21 year old probably junior reporter right. obviously she's some sudarshan and all but mm. the courageous of her to just yeah. stand up against these men boys of, yeah. who were going after her right. and then we interviewed her we got a bite i couldn't hear anything she was saying because it was so loud but uh, tumne dekha interview wala kya bola usne wo lagata rahi keh rahi thi ki hum mujhe pareshan kiya ja raha tha ladkiyan mujhe gheer ke mujhe pareshan ki ladke mere muh pe aake naare laga rahe the sudarshan ke aur hamare sansthan ke bare mein bulta ulta seedha bole gaya and when we took her bite huh. that when people these jnu students saw that we had you know given her camera time yeah. and put a mic on her they like one guy asked me aap kahan se aaye hain then i said news laundry so he shut up uh-huh. you know right but that was that um ayush what is with this government's uh, you know i don't know it seems like they really fancy the idea of interfering with educational institutions what i mean why well see i can only surmise but what i the kind of impression i have made of them going after certain institutions is that they are obviously a government that's bent towards the right wing ideology mm. mm-hmm. and many campuses in india actually are left wing right the professors mm-hmm. the students what you are taught mm-hmm. marks angles mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and they are they have anxieties of their own the government actually thinks that these universities are dense right. of leftists mm-hmm. who might one day cause trouble yeah. this is why they go after sudha bardwaj she's not right. a student but yeah. she's one of the people who you know subscribe worms around the same circle mm-hmm. or after arun farera right. so this is a or this is part of that crackdown against people the government perceives as of the wrong, uh, wrong ideology mm-hmm. or urban naxals or actual naxals or whatever i mean that's the basic premise of ideological premise of their whatever they want to do but um, beyond that that should be actually be uh, report should not be a reporter's call आपको क्या लगता है पसंद देखिए ये वर्तमान सरकार तो शिक्षा का निजीकरण करने की तरफ बढ़ ही रही इसमें कोई दो राय नहीं है इसका उदाहरण अगर हम दें तो जब मैं जामिया में था 2014 से पहले तब वहाँ जो हम जिस कोर्स से थे फी का पैंतालीस रुपए पर ईयर था अब वो नौ हजार हो चुका है जे का हाल आप देख ही रही हैं उसके अलावा आप देखिए लगातार फंड कटिंग हो रही है सीट्स कम सीट कम हो रहा है पीएचडी के लिए और छात्रों को अपने स्कॉलरशिप के लिए भी प्रोटेस्ट करना पड़ता है यूजीसी पे और अभी जो नई शिक्षा नीति दो इंट्रोड्यूस होने मतलब इसी शीतकालीन सत्र में वो लोकसभा में आएगा उसको लेकर भी डूटा जो दिल्ली यूनिवर्सिटी टीचर एसोसिएशन है पिछले दिनों प्रोटेस्ट किया था कि उसके जरिए भी जो कॉलेजेस हैं उनको कहा जाएगा कि आप आप जो आप जो खर्च करते हैं वो आप खुद कमाइए oh. अपने पास मेरे पास रिकॉर्डिंग भी है स्टोरी hmm. भी आने वाले समय अगर हम कर सकते हैं hmm. कि उनसे कहा जा कहा जाएगा जो नई शिक्षा नीति है hmm. कि आप खुद फंड रेज करिए और खुद और अगर कुछ दिनों के लिए आप शुरुआत में तो कर नहीं सकते हाँ। तो एक कमेटी एक पूरी संस्थान बनाई गई जो लोन आपको देगी जिसको आपको चुकाना होगा तो इस स्थिति में जो कॉलेज है कैंपस है वो कहाँ से पैसा लाएगा फीस वृद्धि करेगा बच्चों पे उसका बर्डन जाएगा दबाव बढ़ेगा तो 
उसका भी विरोध चल ही रहा है डूटा कर रहा है जे के टीचर कर रहे हैं तो इस तरीके से धीरे 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 शिक्षा का पूरी तरीके से निजीकरण करने की कोशिश तो चल ही रही है और इसको लेकर लगातार आवाज़ भी उठाई जा रही है तो इसमें कोई दहरा नहीं कि जो वर्तमान सरकार है उसकी नज़र शिक्षा का निजीकरण करने की तरफ है ही और जे की तरफ तो खासकर ज़्यादा है आपको एक बात जानकर हैरानी होगी जे में एम का कोर्स शुरू हुआ है हाँ, और उसका फीस भी आपको पता है काफी ज्यादा है लेकिन जे में अभी तक कैंपस नहीं है मतलब बिल्डिंग नहीं है जहाँ बी की पढ़ाई हाँ, हो उनका कन्वेंशन सेंटर है वहीं पे कमरा बनाया गया वहीं पे पढ़ रहे हैं डेढ़ लाख का कुछ ऐसे ही फीस है एक लाख है डेढ़ लाख और आपके पास बिल्डिंग नहीं तैयार है जल्दी जल्दी में आपने कार्य शुरू कर दिया जे में एम की फीस डेढ़ लाख है हाँ लगभग एक से डेढ़ लाख ऐसे बीच में और अभी तक उनके लिए बिल्डिंग नहीं है तो ये हालात है Um all right moving on to stories that didn't make news but should have hmm. um Ayush I think there was a very good piece not by an Indian publication but by this uh, um place actually this institution called the EU Disinfo Lab mm-hmm. uh which said the headline went that 265 coordinated fake local media outlets serving indian interests mm-hmm. and it mapped out so uh, we remember when the kashmir debacle happened yeah. when these mps Those, from europe yeah 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 of course and in our news laundry report we mentioned that there was one uh, publication all of them had an article for right. it's called yeah. ep today european yeah. parliament today mm. obviously the ep today was very shady. syndicated mm. fake russian propaganda american propaganda mm. and republished a lot of articles that was actually aimed towards showing how minorities in pakistan are in a very bad state and how indian mm. covering indian matters mm-hmm. so that was one website it actually uncovered 265 such media outlets all over the world i can actually you can actually besides antarctica it's on every continent wow. on the planet where these websites are based out of and they basically do the same which ep today does right. and the most interesting part of that was that um, they either take names of uh, organizations that have you know long died and they'll re- restart it oh, with that okay. name or they'll carry a rather small tweak so that you wouldn't notice for example there was something called M- msnbc uk which was running this kind of thing there was uh-huh. no msnbc uk but if you were to see it you totally think oh this is msnbc yeah, america yeah, so this is uk know, yeah. this is legit yeah, yeah. and oh there's one called times of geneva oh i i was on times of geneva's trail when i was doing one story on the ani and kashmir and i had called their offices no one picked up huh. and then i called the, another think tank based in brussels the right. south in the sadf south asia democratic forum no one picks up and so they've shown that most of these outlets also when they are based in the same city are based in the same address oh. they go work okay no one picks up the proper phone proper conman these yeah. people whoever so is they, they are meant to they are meant to yeah. uh, you know these outlets are an organized attempt at pushing a certain narrative wow. that that is in the interest of the indian nation and well you can guess who might be running it it's probably in indian intelligence or it's they are probably a fullies you know whichever intelligence pays them they serve them a coordinated network and right now the indian right. intelligence pays them but because this indicate russian and american propaganda you can guess that even russian and america pays them yeah. so this is a very dark web that mm-hmm. this came up and all credits to this team and you actually see the way they have carried out this whole you dis you disinfo lavet has done this piece that mm. there's a lot for indian fact checkers and journalists to learn in how to dig out things simply from the internet you wouldn't right. even have to step out and you can dig out this whole story and network mm-hmm. on the world wide web so yeah that was one thing that wasn't there in the indian media uh 
can you advise our listeners how to discern between fake news and real news online? I think the the best thing is uh, when I am surfing news and I'm reading upon things is wherever there are crucial claims hmm. that the site is making, hmm. you just just keep in mind where the source of that claim hmm. is coming from. So if they cite the source, that's yeah. the legitimate organizations always cite their source. Right. You have to even even through hyperlink mm-hmm. or through your own data or whatever yeah. documents like mm-hmm. our own uh, electoral bond story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. If you don't give any sources, there's hardly any reason to believe you. Right. I mean, websites Literally. like Op India do this. You know, they'll say something out of their ass, uh-huh. and then you'll find there's no mention, and ultimately you'll realize this is fake, <laughs> like they did with Nidhi. Yeah. You know, so that story on Nidhi that was such a bloody travesty. So <laughs> this is a simple key. Mm. Ah, so this is a simple idea. Just ask, go to the source, and that's you're sorted. Yeah. I just like in who people know that Sandar source name ki koi bhi cheez hai jahan se मतलब मेंशन होता है लेकिन जो लोग नहीं जानते जैसे मैं एक कभी पान के दुकान पे था वहां पे वो एक फर्जी वीडियो देख रहे थे मैंने कहा ये तो फर्जी है तो करें आप कैसे कह सकते हैं मैंने तो बता दिया लेकिन बहुत सारे लोग हैं जो उसको देख के ही जैसे जी को लेकर जी ने जिस तरीके से जेनी को लेकर चलाया सोशल मीडिया पे आप देखिए तो लोग कह रहे हैं कि बूढ़े हो जाते हैं तब भी वहां पढ़ रहे होते हैं या दस रुपये में ही उनका दस रुपया क्या है उनका किसी के हाथ में फोन दिख गया तो फोन की कीमत बताई जा रही है तो जिस तरीके से जो नॉर्मल लोग है वो कैसे फेक न्यूज से बच पाए उसके उनके लिए तो काफी मुश्किल है the usual answer to this is that people should always be aware to discern between yeah. fake news and what is not fake but that i think comes later the early stage of resistance in that area should be that there should be a medium as popular as the fake medium which should that tell is that that is countering. fake yeah so yeah. if there is an op india yeah. there is an alt news yeah. so if op india says something i can go alt, mm-hmm. alt, alt news and i know alt news people keep check on op right. india so they'll counter that but if someone some website run out of some dingy place jo sirf rural india ke network ko target mm-hmm. karti hai ab uske liye tumhe ek waisa hi medium set up karna padega jo usko debunk kare ram mandir quite difficult ram mandir suno के दौरान जो मुस्लिम पक्ष के वकील थे राजीव धवन उन्होंने किताब से वो कागज मैं फाड़ा फाड़ा वो फर्जी खबर फैला दी कि उन्होंने गुस्से में मैं फाड़ दिया टीवी चैनल्स ने दिखा दिया बाद में पता चला कुछ और मामला उत्तर प्रदेश गवर्नमेंट स्पेंड हंड्रेड एंड थर्टी थ्री करोर्स ऑन द दीपोत्सव इन अयोध्या दैट वॉज एन इनकरेक्ट नंबर डे आफ्टर द रिपोर्ट केम आउट ऑल्ट न्यूज डेड अ फैक्ट चेक एंड इट वॉज डिस्कवर्ड दैट द एक्चुअल नंबर वॉज वन पॉइंट थ्री थ्री करोर्स एंड not 133 crores most media outlets including indian express ndtv hindu uh, got the number wrong they said it was 133 crores that's no excuse of course but uh, we are very apologetic and we'll be careful next time that brings us to the end of the podcast let's end with some recommendations बसंत मैं आ, हमने पहले भी बताया और आप मतलब जो मेरा रिकमेंडेशन है वही है कि नितिन सेठी की जो स्टोरी न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पे प्रकाशित हो रही है उसे जरूर पढ़ें क्योंकि ये पता चले कि सरकार ने किस तरीके से एक मुझे लगता है एक बड़ा भ्रष्टाचार ही है ये जो छुपा के परोक्ष रूप से किया गया है तो उसको जानने समझने के लिए इन तमाम जो चार रिपोर्ट हैं प्रकाशित होने वाली हैं उसे जरूर पढ़ें थैंक यू एन आयुष 
आई हैव टू रिकमेंडेशन वन इज दिस पीस बाय मेघनाथ फ्रॉम टू थाउजेंड सेवेंटीन कॉल्ड फाइनेंस टू थाउजेंड सेवेंटीन यूव जस्ट बीन पंक्ट विच टॉक्ट अबाउट हाउ द अमेंडमेंट टू दी आर टी आई एक्ट अलाउंग फॉर इलेक्टोरल बॉन्ड्स वॉज एक्चुअली पास इट्स बिजार एंड इट्स अ कॉन जॉब सो यू शुड रीड दैट सेकेंड इज वेरी न्यूट्रल आई थिंक पीपल शुड वॉच द पीप शो बिसाइज ऑल दिस पॉलिटिक्स एंड ड्रामा एंड गुड बैड एंड मोरलिटी इफ यू वॉन्ट टू ब्रेक फ्राम ऑल दिस शो अबाउट हाउ एवरी डे ह्यूमन ऑकवर्डनेस एंड स्टूपिडिटी एंड इग्नोरेंस सो इज जस्ट अ रेफ्यूज फ्राम दिस यू नो पोलिटिकल ड्रामा वैन आई फाइंड माई सेल्फ सफोकेटेड आई जस्ट वॉच दैट ब्रेक इट इज अ ब्रिलियंट शो एंड यू गाइज शुड वॉच इट इट्स on netflix and uh, my recommendation today is an article is actually an interview of alan moore it was his birthday today for those who don't know he's also called the godfather of graphic novel he's the man behind watchmen v for vendetta batman to name a few you should read his interview in brazil's newspaper called folha de sao paulo where he talks about the impact of superhero movies on our culture the creation of what goes behind creating a graphic novel and how how his life was which is really interesting um before he actually started uh, writing these stories so he used to work as a toilet cleaner he also used to sell lsd so it's quite interesting you guys should read that and uh, that's the end of our recommendation section now listeners we are very eager to hear your feedback so please write to us at contact@newslaundry.com at with reporters without orders in the subject line you can also leave your comments on newslaundry's twitter handle or instagram aur agar ye podcast aapko pasand aaye to apne doston rishtedaron mein saajha kariye taki hum zyada se zyada logo tak pahunch sake and with that this podcast is adjourned all the newslaundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.